Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This week, Bobby, well, this is the Walker's Point neighborhood, right? Fifth and National? It sure is, yeah. We are right on the corner, the uh, southeast corner, kitty corner from the old ballet building. This is a building I've driven by uh, plenty of times. Uh, obviously, the Radio Milwaukee Studios is right in Walker's Point, so I've, I've been in this neighborhood a ton. And I recognize this building, but I've never been inside, and it sounds like it was in pretty rough shape up until recently. It was a variety of, of plant and ecosystem. What was the quote from the story? <laughs> that was pretty close. There was a lot of flora and fauna that had uh, <laughs> taken up residence in this in this building over the years. Yeah. And the city had, it had gotten so bad that the city had issued a raise order to basically tear it down at some point wow. until these new owners stepped in and gave it their all. And now it's beautiful. And we're talking about the National Block Building. This is an 1882 building on 5th and National. And well, let's start right on the architect because you did some research on this architect and found there wasn't a ton out there about, about the architect. Yeah. His name was Andrew Ellison. And um, I mean, he's no secret, you know, if people who pay attention to sort of historic Milwaukee buildings will know his name, um, but he's rarely talked about. Uh, I found almost almost nothing about him um, in, in print. I had to sort of cobble together what I could. And actually, this is one of those cases where I did a lot of my research on um, genealogy websites, which is not something we talk oh, wow. about much, but I yeah. actually use that. I use those a uh, couple of those a lot to kind of piece together people's uh, histories for these stories. I am always amazed with how you're able to find that the family detail. I mean, the, the the research that goes into. Yeah, that's where that stuff generally comes from because you don't oh. really get much of that out of newspapers and things. But um, so Allison was born in Norway, came to America as a kid, and he um, designed the old Scandinavian Lutheran Church, which is still on Second and Scott by Alan okay. Bradley. You might know which one I'm talking about. But he also designed some other churches in the neighborhood, lots of houses. In in the neighborhood, lots of commercial buildings. For a while, his office was directly Kitty Corner in the building that was there before the ballet building. Um, so he was really one of these sort of neighborhood architects that people don't talk about much, but really had sort of a big influence on the landscape of a specific neighborhood. So um, I really liked kind of digging into his story. If we're talking about a building from 1882, here it is, 2022, we're still talking about it. And that permanent Im impact that these architects had on the city, whether they were well-known or not, uh, you know, space is space and land is land and, and buildings take up a place in everybody's consciousness, right? Yeah. And I think this, you know, I've, I'd like to think that these, that there's sort of a special relationship because here's a guy who is designing these buildings for people he probably knows because they're all literally right in his orbit, but they're also buildings he knows he's going to have to look at every day. Well, the National Block building itself was kind of like a, a mixed-use building of its time, right? So there was some residential units and storefronts, and uh, it had been many things over the years, right, and, and been kind of repurposed as time went on. Yeah, there were doctor's offices, dentist's offices, real estate offices upstairs. Uh, people lived upstairs for a long time. On the first floor, there were like furniture stores, clothing stores, ice cream shops, just almost almost everything you could think of. It's such a big building for its time and on such a prominent intersection. In those days, uh, Fifth and National was a huge shopping district for the neighborhood. Um, so there were lots of interesting stories um, that I, I wrote about, but there was one that I thought was kind of the the most interesting, uh, it was about this guy named Frank Pastorino, who ran a restaurant in the building for a while. Okay, what what time period are we talking here? Um, he opened his restaurant um, in the 20s, 
and he was there until um, I believe he retired in 1947. So he was there probably about 20 years or so. And um, what I found interesting about uh, Frank was not so much the restaurant <laughs> that he ran um, as the fact that Frank was the first um, person in Milwaukee and I think potentially in Wisconsin to have been uh, to have his name pulled out of the the lottery for the draft for World War One. Wow! So then he was the first to report to the draft board, and then he was the first, I guess, to be like examined and all of that, and then the first to be officially drafted into World War One. And uh, he joked about that uh, in the newspapers because the he, a bunch of stories written about him at the time because this was a big deal. Um, and he said, all that remains now to complete my record as number one in this draft business is that I should be the first drafted man to be killed in the war. Like, wow, wow that's dark. Yeah. What a <laughs> grim and, but realistic and, um, yeah, right. It shows you it kind of the, the attitude of the time, right? Right. It was the war to end all wars. So they said, right. Yeah. Well, we know he made it because uh, he opens this restaurant in the national block building when he comes back. Is that how the story goes? Yeah. Yep, yep. He came back, and um, not long after, he opened this restaurant um, that he ran with his wife in the National Block building. And that part of the building is now sort of a bride's room, not just a room, but like a bride's space uh, for when they have weddings at the uh, George, which is the event space that occupies the building now. Wow. And just to think about these these incredible historic connections on a building that that you know you look at it a couple years ago it was in really really rough shape time and milwaukee seemed to have forgotten this building and now it's got the second life and you researched the story and found this incredible connection to that uh you know to frank and 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 world war one um again proving how how these stories get buried and, and captured yeah and they're like they're kind of the stories that you would never necessarily expect like if you're going to go and look into the history of a building like that it, it seems like such a random connection to have but every building seems to have some sort of interesting connection like this whether or not you expect it uh and they're sort of especially fun when you don't expect it I think. well you mentioned the second life of this building and we're going to get into that next on urban spelunking um as we mentioned the if we just rewind the clock a couple of years we look at where the where this building was uh it was in pretty rough shape and the developers had their work cut out for them we're going to talk about that process to transform it next on urban spelunking it's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. And we're back on Urban Spelunking at the George. So the, it's called the George because it's named after the founder of Walker's Point, George Walker. George Walker, yeah. And there are a number of uh, portraits of George in the place, which is interesting. It's interesting that they chose him because I feel like of all the sort of fo- the three main founders of Milwaukee, um, he's got the lowest profile, I think, right? I mean, <laughs> when I said to you it was called the George, you're like, and who's it named after? Right. Because it's, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, and uh, it didn't occur to me immediately either, you know, and I went there and I saw the portrait on the wall. I was like, oh. Like I know that guy, yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect that sense. in Walker's point, right? But I mean, he just doesn't have such a, he doesn't have the profile of, say, a Solomon Juno or a Byron Kilborn. 
All right. So the National Black Building, as we mentioned, had you know had all these different tenants over the years, and uh, you, I think you say in the story that it would be it would be a folly to to try to enumerate all of them. We talked about Frank Pastorino, the very first Wisconsinite to be drafted into World War One. What a story that was. Um, but you know, we talked about the the bright future ahead for this building, the George, um, named after George Walker himself. So what's I guess kind of high level? What's what is the redevelopment looking like and what, what, what will the public see? Okay. So uh, upstairs on the floors that used to be initially office spaces and where there were the dentists, the doctors and real estate people and all that, and later became uh, sort of a rooming house uh, that has all been converted into apartments fully rented. Um, and that's been open for a little while. Um, and then earlier last year, the George opened on the first floor, which is an event space. It's got like a big ballroom in the bulk of the first floor space uh, with a bar and a kitchen. They work with Saz's Hospitality to to run the place. Um, and it's it's beautiful. It's really, I mean, there's you know, exposed beams and hardwood floors. And um, it's just, if you step in there now, you'd never have an idea that the building had created its own little ecosystem, <laughs> as one of the owners said, um, because it's just it's really beautiful. One of the another of the co-owners, Jay Frankie, um, did all of the interior decorating for the whole place, the interior design for the place, and it's just packed full of Wisconsin art, like art made by artists from Wisconsin, but also art depicting Wisconsin and that sort of thing. Um, in Frank Pastorino's old place, there's, uh, as we said in the first part, um, sort of a, a more intimate space that can be used as like a bride's room or a private, small, intimate event space. Um, and then in the basement, there's the almost the entire basement is a, a place called the Madcap Lounge, uh, which has like comfortable seating, like couches and big chairs like that there's another bar there's a billiard table there's a piano like a steinway piano tucked into a little nook and sometimes they have a piano player down there oh cool playing but it's cool because they also have the exposed stone foundation walls which they cleaned up and painted and then upstairs in the ballroom they have the exposed um iron beams that hold up the the building and so i love that it's this mix of beautiful modern spaces but you know they were able to they couldn't save everything because of the bad condition it was in. Um, but they saved what they could so that it would still have this sort of flavor of the original building showing through. So I, th- I think that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, we, we use the word transformation a lot on Urban Spelunking because we see it so often in Milwaukee where these buildings that uh, were so underutilized get get this complete makeover. You know, you talk about uh, you know having a, a Steinway piano tucked away in a little nook where somebody could play that. Just com- compare and contrast to where they were at uh, a few years ago when when uh, you know, I mean the, the like the structural integrity of the building was almost torn down, right? Yeah, right, right. You look at the cumulative effect of what that means for a neighborhood. I mean, we're talking about one building, but this certainly isn't the first one in Walker's Point to to be renovated like this and. You look right at that intersection of Fifth and National. Um, what does this mean, kind of, for the overall picture there? I mean, that 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 intersection has always been busy in Milwaukee, but it feels kind of like it's getting a um, even more life these days. Yeah, I mean, I think there might have been some concern after the ballet left. You know, like what's going to happen here at this corner, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, that has a happy ending, and that New Milwaukee bought it, and they're renovating it and fixing it up, and that's going to be two sort of big anchors right on that corner, um, and that whole stretch from 
basically down where the Arts at Large building got renovated a few years back, all the way up to to almost to like the Iron Horse Hotel. There's tons of beautiful architecture on Fifth Street, and these just sort of really kind of help augment that, you know, and sort of spotlight that. Unfortunately, some of that architecture has been lost in the in the last year when they tore down basically a whole square block. The entire block wasn't full of historic architecture, but there were a few buildings on there. Um, to the north, where La Fuente used to be, uh, um, right. mm-hmm. to build a big new development there. But but still, there is there is tons of great stuff there. And actually, we talked about one of the buildings earlier last year, the Folia Salon, um, ah, yeah, which is also right. on Fifth Street. Remember that place that turned out to the be the... Uh, plants, yes. Yes, and it was like the old uh, Guadalupe Mission. Yes. So, um, so there's lots of this stuff there, and I think these buildings... Um, are definitely helping to spotlight that and and hopefully lead to more sort of preservation and sort of thoughtful renovation of the existing buildings that are there. Well, I mean, 1882 is the date on the George here. In fact, the uh, the exterior of the building still bears that date. Um, and it turns out that the owners, the current owners, especially one of them, Vicky, is really passionate about uh, preserving that history, right? And you can you can see evidence of that in the current redevelopment plan. Yeah, Vicki Morrison is really passionate about the history of the building, and um, she's found a bunch of old photos of the place and um, had them copied and uh, enlarged and framed in the building. She, um, When they were tearing down walls and things that needed to be replaced, she found all kinds of interesting stuff, like dental molds from when there were dentists upstairs. Oh, wow. Um, and all kinds of like interesting little tidbits like that that she's uh, collected and they're, they're going to display in the building, too. Wow. So pictures, of course, as always at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. We also have a link to Bobby's story. It's right in the info box on whatever platform you're using to listen right now. Just click on the, the box and find the link to Bobby's piece. You can always find more history and, and details there, uh, you know, historic uh, maps and a lot of original photography. is so much more that Bobby offers on his website. So definitely go to On Milwaukee and get the whole story. Podcast here on 88.9 produced by Kenny Perez. And uh, please do subscribe. We would love for you to get these episodes delivered to you. We're talking about a different building here on Urban Spelunking Bobby every week. So hit subscribe. We've got a new one for you every week. And do rate and review the podcast as well. It really helps us uh, to hear from you. So do that for us. And we'll be here next week, Bobby. We are going to, uh, where are we going next week? We're going to Harambe. We're going to go to um, ah, yes. a, a building that was not quite as in bad shape as uh, the one we talked about today, but one that's been in need of love for a long time and has been renovated into a vibrant new um, building that has a jazz club and coffee shop and a wellness um, like medical facility upstairs. Yeah, to say, you know, to say that it's been updated is an understatement. It is really, um, yeah. it's, it's really going to be a great asset to the community. And well, uh, bearing the name of another really important Milwaukeean, Ruben Harpole and his, and his family. So uh, that's coming up next week on Urban Spelunking. <laughs>